Well, there are so many diets out there. How do you know what's best for you? We've got some thoughts for food. Not food for thought? No. No, we also have the skinny on diets. And, and this, this is Chick to Chick. Are the weather's starting to get nice and all of a sudden we're all starting to think about swimsuit season and oh we've <laughs> got to drop those winter pounds what do we need to do and then that word that i really dislike yeah. diet i gotta go on a diet i gotta do this diet i gotta do that diet there are so many diets out there mm -hmm. i don't even know what half of them mean i have right. no clue i don't know what they mean either and i don't like the word diet but a lot of people do diet and a lot of people fail at diets and it's probably because they really don't know what they're doing or the diet is just restrictive or it's just not the right one for them. I myself, I like to do blood work. I wanna see you know, what's going on with me, but hey, that's just us. But if we talk to a professional or two, I bet we'll get some uh, really good insight on this. So joining us today is Dr. Cindy West and Erica Lundgren. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Are they ready to get uh, give Are you us ready? The skinny? Yeah, we the want skinny on, skinny on these diets because <laughs> there are so many diets out there. I don't like to diet. I don't believe in diets. I think just eat fresh, eat healthy, yeah. get some exercise, eat in moderation, and you should be good to go. But I know a lot of people can't do that, can't get into that. Mm -hmm. And there are so many diets out there. So we kind of want to go over all of them. Uh, just bear with us and tell us, for instance, what's the difference between vegan and vegetarian? Well, it's really a style of eating. So um, it, it could be for uh, ethical reasons like animal welfare. It could be for environmental reasons. Um, or it could just simply be for health reasons that somebody would want to follow a vegetarian style or a vegan diet. But really the difference between those two is it is a purely plant-based diet. Um, of course, I don't like to say, uh, one caveat, I don't like to say diet just because I think it brings up that um, sort of negative feeling and could create unhealthy uh, connection between, you know, eating food and our bodies. Um, but really, it's a style of eating. Um, so it's a plant-based, mostly plant-based. So we're talking veggies, we're talking fruits, beans, legumes, nuts, and seeds. Um, and then Grains, yes. Um, and so then from there, um, a vegan kind of takes it a little step further. So you're going to, um, they're not going to be eating uh, honey or anything like that. And then if you go for a pescatarian, um, they're going to be adding fish on top of all those other delicious foods that I just spoke of. I like that you don't like the word diet because we don't like, I don't it, like either. it either. So we're going to switch right, to, yes. you know, the food lifestyles of what is the <laughs> food lifestyle, right? So what about um, Mediterranean and then even keto and paleo? Well, I'll take Mediterranean. So this, this one probably is the most studied diet. And, you know, research tells us that this diet is probably the most successful. It tends to be... Um, probably the most liberal, um, but it, it incorporates a lot of um, healthy vegetables, healthy fats, and, um, it, you know, certainly meat and animal products, fish, eggs, but it, that's not the uh, main focus of the diet. 
right? So you're looking at a pretty broad, all food groups, all comers, uh, but with the basis of the Mediterranean diet being plants and healthy uh, fats and oils and uh, foods that would contain those like nuts and seeds. I would like to add to that lifestyle is also part of the Mediterranean way of eating. Uh, so like social connections is important, getting enough rest, um, all stress management techniques, all kind of like what the Mediterranean style culture uh, really embodies as part of, of that style of eating. And it's probably, that's a good term is to say Mediterranean style, because there's also a lot of research that some of the success of uh, Mediterranean eating has to do with these other lifestyle uh, components like like socialization and activity and taking that afternoon rest, that it's not just all about food. Maybe wow. even a little bit of red wine. <laughs> you just a nailed a red wine. You just nailed my chick over here as she is Mediterranean. And that was exactly how you eat. So this is the way I was raised. Yeah. And this is the way I eat. My parents are both Italian immigrants. And so I don't know um, how to eat any other way. I mean, we didn't have cans in the house when I was growing up. We didn't have Doritos. We didn't have Oreos. We had no processed food. It was all fresh. Um, we ate our big meals early in the day, and then you had a, a lighter meal in the evening. And the big thing was go for walks, socialize, get out, talk to people. So that's the way I've lived it my life. It's me because I don't know anything else. And so I agree with what they said. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. It's me, what you described. So, so Laura, I was also raised Italian and the kitchen was the heart of the home. Yes. That's where everybody gathered. Yep. That's where all the socialization took place. And uh, I, you know, we were kind of raised, it sounds like the same way with some very, you know, just very basic food groups that were made into some healthy and delicious meals. Well, food is love. And the other thing too is it was all about moderation. I never, ever, ever remembered like these humongous heapings on the plate that you eat that was to my the family. point <laughs> that you're stuffed and you can't, we didn't do that. You ate a little bit of this and you ate a little bit of that. And then of course you had to have your salad last, not first. Wow. And you know what? I'm not ashamed to say it. My dad gave us wine when we were little itty bitty. I'm not telling you they poured a full glass of wine, <laughs> but he let us taste it and it took the whole mystery out of it. So I, I didn't have this urge to guzzle wine all the time because it was already introduced into our lifestyle. And to me, it wasn't a big deal. So we talked about all of these that are great. Um, there's paleo and there's keto. And while we're there, let's throw in intermittent fasting. So who wants to take those? You can do, you want to do my keto? keto? Okay, I'll do keto. keto. So I have a particular uh, issue with keto as it is generally perceived. Um, I think keto is done wrong more than keto is done right. Uh, based on what I see people eating. I think a lot of patients or, or people consider keto as being fat. You, you bring, bring on the fat and it doesn't matter what the source. So it's bacon, it's sausage, it's, you know, any, any, you know, any kind of meat. Um, and it's sort of stressing the fat from animal sources. And keto actually 
actually all of these diets, if I can digress for a minute, all of these diets have one thing in common and they are very plant forward. Whether you're talking, you know, vegan vegetarianism or Mediterranean or keto, the focus is on plant food. Um, in the case of keto, the non-starchy uh, vegetables, of course, um, with uh, uh, some meat, but you know, not that's not the main focus. And your fat comes from plant fat. So um, avocado, uh, coconut, nuts and seeds. Keto often incorporates dairy, um, eggs. So you, your, your fats primarily are from uh, plant sources as opposed to what I think is a common conception of fat from any source. And uh, I'm going to add another little nuance to keto. Some people, you know, many times keto is used to rein in um, uh, lipids that are, you know, cholesterols that are out of control because you're taking away a lot of the grain and carbohydrate source that can cause um, some, some lipid issues. But there are people who have um, lipid metabolism that does not tolerate a keto diet. And if you, you know, the only way to know that if you're eating keto is to get your lipids checked, like, like you had mentioned, Carrie, about knowing what's your blood work. So not everybody can do keto. And, you know, anybody that's interested in keto really needs to know the proper way to do it. So what about okay. intermittent fasting now? I know that's oh. a really big one. And you mm -hmm. go this long stretch of time without eating. What's that all about? Well, there's lots of different ways to do intermittent fasting. And one of the ways that you mentioned, you know, these prolonged fasts, um, maybe we can ping pong back and forth. But I think the most common way and probably the, the most tolerable way to do intermittent fasting is actually something called time-restricted eating, where you fast for a, a period of time and eat within a certain number uh, of hours of the day. Um, some would say we all should be doing um, a 12-hour fast, all of us, you know, so if you eat you stop eating at eight o'clock at night. You don't have breakfast before eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, but the more common therapeutic time-restricted eating patterns are somewhere between maybe 16, 14, 16 hours of fasting and the rest of the time in, in that window, you eat the rest of your meals. So a kind of a common one is 16, eight, you fast 16 hours, and then you eat within eight hours. If you can't do that, 14 hours is, a, is pretty good. Everybody should be able to do 12, um, but you can work your way up from there, anything from 14 to 16. And then you can expand that, of course, to longer periods. I was just going to add, and definitely like the restrict, restricted time eating that uh, Dr. West was speaking of, you know, it's not just about, yeah, if you're eating in the eight hours, it's not like you like all of a sudden at the very end, the last hour, you're going to jam all your calories in. It's really, <laughs> yeah, like, ah, you know, it's, it's about like spreading it out within those, within those eight hours. I just wanted to clarify yeah, that one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's good clarification. So as we wrap up, if you could leave us with some understanding of how does a person know, how do they find out what really is the best lifestyle of eating for them? 
I mean, I think the general rule, like what I follow is um, really kind of trying to dial into your own body, um, like reach connecting with the, you know, your, your fullness. So slowing down when you're eating. So you have there's takes about 20 minutes for your body to really say, hey, I'm done. Like, I don't need any more, you know, doing slowing down a little bit more. Um, mindful eating, maybe doing the Mediterranean style of sitting around, you know, enjoying each other's company, actually slowing down, which is like what we all need right now, you know, our fast paced society, um, doing it in like greens, like putting as much greens as you can. I like to look at my plate and be like, how can I add some color? Um, adding as much color, the deep, rich colors, um, they're going to give you more nutrients um, that our body needs us to need to get through the day. Um, and then really from there, just making sure you have a little bit of protein um, and whatever proteins, uh, if it's plant-based, animal protein, whatever um, is working for you. And then some, a little bit of healthy fat. So that way on each meal and snack, that way it can get you through the day. So, and then from there, it's really like coming in to see us to, um, if you want to go a little bit deeper dive to do, get some labs done to see, you know, we're all different. So the idea is really just personalize it, do discovery, like keep a little journal. If there's something that like, oh man, I just don't feel good. Like maybe you're eating gluten um, and you just keep a little journal like in your kitchen and take notes. If something doesn't feel good and it's, you know, it's, it's kind of consistent on that, then maybe it's time to reassess and maybe you need to not eat gluten or dairy or any of those allergenic foods that those popular ones. Yeah. Tuning into how you feel. And one more, one more comment and we can finish up is what, what diet was right for you at a particular time in your life may not be the mm. same diet that's right for you later on. So what worked for you and made you feel good when you were 25 may not be the same way that you want to eat when you're 45 or 55. Thank you so much for bringing all this incredible information to us today. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you so we much. We enjoyed it. You know, at the beginning of the podcast, you said thought about food. And I think mm -hmm. that is the message. Yes. Just be more thoughtful, thoughtful about what you're eating. If something right. is in your closet and is able to last for six months, that's not a good thing. Think about that. There are chemicals, yes. additives, and preservatives mm -hmm. in that food causing it to last for six months. And those are the things that I don't eat. As I avoid always, them. I know. And as I've always said, mindful eating, mindful eating. So with that, listen, it's swimsuit season. <laughs> Don't stress, but think about changing your lifestyle a little bit. And we appreciate you for joining us today. We hope you'll come back to chirp about another topic.